Section 2 of Examining the U.S. Capitol Attack by the U.S. Senate. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Section 2, Background. A. Agencies Responsible for Protecting the U.S. Capitol Complex. The U.S. Capitol Complex consists of approximately 20 buildings spread across roughly two square miles in Washington, D.C., it includes the office buildings of the House of Representatives and Senate, the Library of Congress, and the U.S. Supreme Court. It also includes various parks, the U.S. Botanic Garden, and the Capitol Reflecting Pool. The Capitol Building, the Citadel of Democracy, is the centerpiece of the Capitol Complex. Maintaining, protecting, and securing the Capitol Complex including those who work in and visit the Capitol Complex, is divided among four entities. One, the United States Capitol Police. Two, the Senate Sergeant-at-Arms and Doorkeeper. Three, the House of Representatives Sergeant-at-Arms. And four, the Architect of the Capitol. This section details the role and mission of each of these entities. One, the United States Capitol Police. A. Mission and Organization The United States Capitol Police, or USCP, is the sole federal law enforcement agency with jurisdiction over the Capitol complex. Although its origins trace back to 1800, Congress formally established USCP in 1828. It is responsible for protecting not only the Capitol complex's buildings, but also members of Congress, staff, and the millions of individuals who visit the Capitol complex annually. The emphasis on protection is outlined in USCP's mission to, quote, protect the Congress, its members, employees, visitors, and facilities, so it can fulfill its constitutional and legislative responsibilities in a safe, secure, and open environment, unquote. Stephen Sund, USCP chief on January 6th, further emphasized this when testifying before Congress in 2019. Quote, the type of policing USCP does is unlike any other police department. It is highly specialized to focus on the unique requirements of protecting the legislative process and the First Amendment rights of our citizens maintaining an open and accessible campus, and preventing crime and terrorism. Our daily reality is that the U.S. Capitol remains a desired target for assailants, both domestic and foreign. Therefore, USCP continually assesses the risk and adjusts its strategies for addressing any threats. Footnote. USCP's duties extend beyond the Capitol complex. It also provides protection for members of Congress, officers of Congress, and their immediate family members where necessary. Returning to the text, to fulfill its mission, USCP employs approximately 1,840 sworn officers and 400 civilian employees. Footnote. As noted above, USCP's responsibilities extend outside of the Capitol complex. The current staffing levels are approximately the same as on January 6th. Returning to the text. 
Its budget has grown in recent years and currently exceeds $500 million, more than many large metropolitan cities, including Detroit, Michigan, Minneapolis, Minnesota, St. Louis, Missouri, and Columbus, Ohio. What follows is a chart of appropriations to USCP from fiscal year 2014 to fiscal year 2021. In fiscal year 14, the appropriation was $338,459,000, increasing in fiscal year 2021 to $515,541,000. The complete chart can be viewed in the printed version of this report. USCP's budget is similar to that of the Metropolitan Police Department of the District of Columbia, or MPD, which has primary law enforcement jurisdiction over the 61 square miles of land in the District of Columbia. MPD's fiscal year 2020 budget was approximately $559 million, roughly 17% more than USCP's fiscal year 2020 budget. Yet MPD employed nearly 3,800 sworn officers, more than double the number of USCP officers. A chief of police leads USCP. The chief is appointed by and serves at the pleasure of the Capitol Police Board. The chief is supported by an executive team comprised of an assistant chief of police for uniformed operations, an assistant chief of police for protective and intelligence operations, and a chief administrative officer. The executive team manages 11 bureaus, offices, and divisions that cover a range of police services, including patrol officers, detectives and analysts, dignitary protection, canine units, and other special response teams. What follows is an organizational chart for the USCP, including the Office of Chief of Police, the Office of Inspector General, Office of the General Counsel, Office of Professional Responsibility, Public Information Office, Office of Accountability and Improvement, and other offices and divisions and bureaus reporting to those offices. The complete organizational chart can be viewed in the printed version of the report. Returning to the text, the majority of USCP's uniformed officers fall under the Office of the Assistant Chief of Police for Uniformed Operations. These are the primary officers seen around the Capitol complex and other officers assigned to entities commonly found in traditional police departments, including hazardous devices response teams, SWAT teams, and canine teams. The Office of the Assistant Chief of Police for Protective and Intelligence Operations is responsible for USCP's intelligence analysis and physical security infrastructure. Footnote. USCP also works closely with other law enforcement and intelligence entities within the National Capital Region. Returning to the text. As of June 2019 and on January 6th, Stephen Sund served as USCP chief. Yogananda Pittman served as the Assistant Chief of Police for Protective and Intelligence Operations, and Chad Thomas served as the Assistant Chief of Police for Uniformed Operations. Mr. Sund submitted a letter of resignation on January 7th. 
Ms. Pittman was named acting chief, and Sean Gallagher, who was deputy chief for the Protective Services Bureau on January 6th, was promoted to acting assistant chief for protective and intelligence operations. B. Oversight by the Capitol Police Board. The Capitol Police Board, or the Board, is charged with overseeing USCP. It is comprised of the House and Senate Sergeants-at-Arms and the Architect of the Capitol. A chairman presides over the Board, a position that alternates annually between the House and Senate Sergeants-at-Arms. The USCP chief serves as an ex officio, non-voting member. The Board's stated aim is to, quote, direct, oversee, and support the Capitol Police in its mission, as well as to advance coordination between Congress, the Capitol Police, the Sergeants-at-Arms of the House and the Senate, and the Architect of the Capitol, unquote, by establishing, quote, general goals and objectives covering its major functions and operations to improve the efficiency and effectiveness of its operations, unquote. The scope of the Board's authority, however, is broader, covering certain personnel and operational security matters. For example, the Board appoints the USCP Chief and Inspector General, establishes and maintains unified schedules of rates of pay, selects and regulates USCP uniforms, and must approve the termination of USCP employees. The Board can also regulate USCP's law enforcement authority. In terms of security matters, the Board is responsible for the design, installation, and maintenance of security systems for the Capitol Complex, as well as the regulation and movement of all traffic and parking within the Capitol Complex. The following diagram details the roles and responsibilities of the Board and USCP. What follows is Figure 2, Roles and Responsibilities of the Capitol Police Board and Chief of the U.S. Capitol Police, in three columns, labeled Human Capital, Security, and Other. The full table can be viewed in the printed volume of this work. Part 2, The Senate and House Sergeants-at-Arms. The Senate and House Sergeants-at-Arms, or SAAs, are officers of the Senate and House, respectively. They are nominated by the Senate Majority Leader and Speaker of the House, respectively, and elected by their respective chambers. The SAAs serve as the Chief Law Enforcement Protocol and Executive Officers for their respective chambers. The Senate SAA is responsible for maintaining security in the Capitol and all Senate buildings, protecting members, coordinating official events and visits, and enforcing all rules of the Senate. The House SAA has similar responsibilities. On January 6th, Michael Stenger was the Senate Sergeant-at-Arms. Paul Irving was the House Sergeant-at-Arms. Following Mr. Stenger's resignation on January 7th, Deputy Senate Sergeant-at-Arms Jennifer Hemingway became Acting Senate Sergeant-at-Arms. Retired Army Lieutenant General Karen H. Gibson became Senate Sergeant-at-Arms on March 22nd. Following Mr. Irving's resignation, Deputy House Sergeant-at-Arms Timothy Blodgett became Acting House Sergeant-at-Arms on January 11th. 
Major General William J. Walker, who served as Commanding General of the District of Columbia National Guard, or DCNG, on January 6th, became House Sergeant-at-Arms on April 26th. 3. The Architect of the Capitol The Architect of the Capitol is the, quote, builder and steward of the landmark buildings and grounds of Capitol Hill, unquote. Appointed by the President with the advice and consent of the Senate, the architect manages, quote, the operations and care of more than 18.4 million square feet of facilities, 570 acres of grounds, and thousands of works of art, unquote. This includes operating the Capitol Visitor Center and the U.S. Botanic Garden, maintaining facilities and grounds for the Congress and the U.S. Supreme Court, and managing construction and renovation across the Capitol complex. The current architect of the Capitol, J. Brett Blanton, has served in the role since January 2020. Among the offices under the architect is the Office of the Chief Security Officer, which, quote, coordinates interagency emergency preparedness and supports USCP in protecting, policing, and providing security for the congressional community and its visitors. The Office of 24 Employees is led by Valerie Hasbury, the Chief Security Officer. B. Role of Federal Intelligence Agencies The Federal Bureau of Investigation, or FBI, is the primary investigative arm of the Department of Justice, or DOJ, and a member of the U.S. intelligence community, with both intelligence and law enforcement responsibilities, and the broadest investigative authority of all federal law enforcement agencies. Countering terrorism is the FBI's top investigative priority, and its intelligence responsibilities focus on specific terrorist plots, both international and domestic. The FBI works with other law enforcement agencies through partnerships and information sharing. The FBI is the U.S. government's lead domestic counterterrorism entity. The Department of Homeland Securities, or DHS, Office of Intelligence and Analysis, or I&A, is also a member of the intelligence community. Its mission is, quote, to equip the department with the intelligence and information it needs to keep the homeland safe, secure, and resilient, unquote. I&A does this by accessing, receiving, and analyzing law enforcement information and intelligence, and facilitating multidirectional transfers of intelligence between DHS, the intelligence community, state, local, tribal, and territorial governments, and the private sector. According to I&A, the intelligence activities its personnel perform support DHS's mission by identifying threats and other acts that could potentially affect homeland security, including relating to domestic terrorism. The FBI and DHS INA participate in information sharing and partnerships with federal and local law enforcement, including USCP and MPD. Intelligence is usually conveyed via written analytical products, including one, threat assessments, 
two bulletins and three information reports. As the DOJ Inspector General has previously described, quote, assessments may be either strategic or tactical. Strategic assessments support department-wide programs, plans, and strategies, or provide information to policymakers. Tactical assessments support cases or operations, or cover specific threats. Information reports contain single-source intelligence that has not deeply evaluated. Bulletins are unclassified descriptions of significant developments or trends that are shared broadly within the law enforcement community. FBI and DHS frequently provide threat assessments in advance of high-profile events designated as National Special Security Events or Special Event Assessment Ratings, such as inaugurations and Super Bowls. They also issue bulletins to highlight an actual or emerging threat or significant threat-related development. End of Section 2